JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. All right, joining us now, the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, the Big Ten leaders right now with a matchup coming up on Saturday at home, 7.30 Saturday night at Mackey Arena. It's uh, IU and Purdue and the head coach of the Boilermakers, Matt Painter, joins us. Matt, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Last time out, it was Sunday. You guys get a win over Ohio State. And before we get into the nuts and bolts of that at home, something that struck me. I was listening to you and Rob do your radio show weekly the other night, and you were talking about these these 20-game Big Ten seasons starting now to get a little bit more used to it. Do we even realize, because I love hoop, and hey, it's hoops on, and that's great. Do we realize to what degree it is an absolute grind for everybody involved doing these? 20 games yeah it is really difficult and I think that's the kind of the ups and the downs and you see some teams in our league that that have had some injury issues and they're the ones that if you get up against it at certain times like right now we have time off and you know we played on on Sunday and now we don't play until Saturday everybody kind of has a break right there but if you get some injuries or some things don't go your way and then you've got a lot of games coming up, like Indiana obviously was shorthanded with Race Thompson and obviously with Xavier Johnson being out the whole season. So, like, like those are the things that you can't control that aren't, that's not fair. And, and sometimes, you, you know, you get on the road, things happen on the road, it's, it's more difficult on the road. So, like, whenever you kind of have your streaks, like last year we had a couple streaks where we just didn't have a day off because of a lot of stuff. Everybody really got it the year before because of COVID, and it was just you know a different year, just trying yep. to kind of get through it. But you see the ups and downs for each team. Your ability to push through a tough time and then come out and be okay is you know is huge, and that's where we kind of are right now, like trying to push out of. We lost three out of four. We won our last game, so it's we've lost three out of five. You know, can you push through that and now grow from some of those losses? Everybody has the team that has the most quad one wins is Kansas by a long shot in the country, but they still lost three straight games in conference this year. So like, this isn't something that anybody's excused from in college basketball right now. We don't have that one dominant team, you know, that's excused from all that, but there are a lot of ups and downs through that. And then that's how that, you know, that mental and physical toughness, man, of your team, it really, really shows or doesn't show. Like, and now when you have that, it's not okay. You got to fight through it. You got to push through it and then become better because of it. I'm certain I don't probably see anything other than, hey, shot making. Hey, they just made a shot. <laughs> but but I'll be honest with you. I, sometimes I feel like I can tell when, 
when a guy normally plays at a level athletically yeah. and speed-wise to when they're down-geared a little bit because they're grinded out or tired. I'm assuming you easily can tell. Was that a point where you could see it with some of your guys over the, the course of the last five or so games? Um, a little bit, but for us it was taking care of the basketball. So to me, it was more of just, you know, the mental toughness of playing on two feet more, being strong with the basketball. So even though we had some things and people, you know, made an issue, I even talked once, you know, about, you know, like the officiating, it still comes back to you. It still comes back to my coaching, comes back to our playing as a group. You can't turn the basketball over. Then if you turn the basketball over and you don't shoot well, that's a, that's a disaster. You're, you're not going to win those games, especially if you're on the road. And we just got to be better. You know, more than anything, you just got to be better. You got to be able to, is it tough? Sure, it's tough, but it's also tough for everybody. And the teams that can push through that are the teams that are going to really, you know, start looking like they're in a great position come March. Uh, yes, uh, Matt Painter, the head coach of the Boilermakers, coming off a win over Ohio State on, on Sunday. You'd mentioned uh, losing three or four going into that game. And and really in a category that uh, impressed me and it should have impressed anybody was getting back on track, I think, on the glass, which it was, was a place where you have been all season long positioned and strong. And it seemed like you kind of got back into that category and you were dominant against the Buckeyes on the glass Sunday. Yeah, and that's something, you know, with your turnovers or lack thereof and dominating the glass, like they they never should get separated. Like they're together. Like that possession war is so important. So, you know, we have seven turnovers against Penn State. We do a good job on the glass. We get a quality win at home. Then we have three games. We lose, We win one of those three games. But we go 16, I think 16, 17, 16 turnovers. So then you're like – you're doing well on the glass. You're not shooting as well, but you're turning it over. And you're like, man, we just got to, you know, take care of the ball against Maryland. Well, we have like eight turnovers against Maryland, but they, they kick us on the glass. You know, they out-rebound us by 12. Um, I think we've been out-rebounded three times this whole year, counting that game. So it was good to see in the Ohio State game. We out-rebounded by over 20, but we also take care of the basketball. We had 11 turnovers. Two were really late after we subbed. So, you know, you're right there around 9, 10 turnovers, which you need to be. If we can keep it right there and then do that well on the glass, you know, we're going to have a lot of success. It's uh, no doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> Matt Painter joins us, too. Again, shot-making ability, shot ability notwithstanding, those are the things that, you know, that I see, and you go a hell of a lot deeper. How do you know when your team is playing at its highest level and some of those circumstances this season, some of those moments this season, yeah. maybe just to the common fan like me, maybe explain those moments and what you see as to what you expect out of this team at their best moments. Right. Well, the efficiency, you know, on both ends of the court is really important. Like what your offensive efficiency is, what your defensive efficiency is, you know, that is so important, but your, your jump shot doesn't always travel. You're, it's the ball is not always going to go in for you. So that's something that's, this is like a fundamental thing that you want to set with your team at the beginning of the year and just keep growing it because you know, you're going to get some open shots at some time that are just simply not going to go in. Everybody looks at your offense, like, you're really doing a good job when the ball goes in, when in reality yeah. you can get good shots sometimes and it doesn't go in. Then they're like, hey, what's the problem? That right there is a red flag for whoever's asking that question that they don't know basketball, first yeah. of all. So the one thing yeah. in basketball is just you can't get enough quality shots for obvious reasons. You want to make shots, but you also, when you take good shots, you don't surprise anybody and you got a better chance to offensive rebound. And then when you don't get those offensive rebounds, when you take quality shots, you set your defense. 
yards. So you get your safeties back and you don't allow them to get in transition. And that's where we've struggled. Like when we've turned it over or taken a bad shot, other teams are constantly playing in transition. The first half of the Indiana game, playing in transition. Second half, Maryland game, even though we didn't turn it over a lot, they just got in transition too much. You can't let those teams get into transition because that's what they want too. They want to be able to steal points in transition. They want to be able to get on the glass and steal points that way. It's just too hard to play against quality teams and have to score every basket against a set defense. But that's what you want to do defensively. But it starts with your decision-making on the offensive end. It starts with your ability to take control, take control of the game and really have good ball control there. And when you can do those things, man, now – you're just going to give yourself a better chance. We have such a great offensive rebound percentage. So for us, you know, Zach averages a little bit under six offensive rebounds a game. It's a little surreal, you know, to say that someone can go into a game. We go down to Indiana, you know, and we kind of waste that performance because, you know, he gets 10 offensive rebounds. You know, if you get 10 offensive rebounds as one person, like, you know, you should win the game. And we just didn't. You know, we, we turned it over. We missed free throws. You know, and so that was something that we've done a pretty good job on all, you know, this year. So those are just some things to kind of look at when you're just like a fan. It's like, are they getting quality shots? Because if they are and they're missing, you know, you want to stay with it because you're getting those quality shots. You're just not knocking them down. The percentages say, you know, if you're if you're getting tough shots, even if you're making some of them, that if you continue to get tough shots, that your percentage is going to go down and the other team's going to have a better chance to rebound and get out and transition themselves. Matt Painter joins us again. IU and Purdue coming up on Saturday night, 7.30, Mackey Arena in West Lafayette. Part two of the two-game matchup during this Big Ten regular season. You mentioned a month ago in Bloomington, turnovers really in that first half is what led to the path of that particular loss. And you talk about, for the most part this season, your guys being good decision makers. And oftentimes that starts with Braden Smith, the freshman. How has he evolved this season as as a leader and a top-shelf decision maker for your team? Well, he's had a great year. He's done a lot of really good things for us. And um, just a you know, good overall point guard, really trying to get him to score more than he does, You know, looking for his pull-up, looking for threes when they go under ball screens, kind of picking his spot there. But he does a great job attacking the defense and he's got very good natural instincts how to play he's got himself in some tough spots late in games where he you know he leaves his feet to pass and he gets a lot done when he leaves his feet to pass but when you get into those crucial situations there you know you got to play on two feet you got to dribble through you know and so he's learned some valuable lessons you know going forward but but he's been great you know he, he gives us someone that sets up guys you know, gets the ball to shooters, gets the ball inside to Zach, but also pushes the tempo for our team. Um, very good at playing passing lanes, very good hands instinctually. And I think that's only going to get better um, in, in the years to come. I'm glad you brought that up because you and I are the same age. We came from an era where if you jumped to pass, you'd be running stair laps after you jumped <laughs> yeah, to make no, that, no <laughs> that pass. I, um, the evolution of that, um, is it specific? to just individual players or is that an aspect where we're just seeing basically everybody learn this and that's just a part of the game now um i'd prefer him to play on two feet um he he gets some things done that way 
Um, but I, I, I do think it's individual. I do think that, you know, he needs to have the ability to be able to do that. But he also, you know, are we, you know, are we creating a bad habit for crucial times of a game? And that's what we're trying to kind of get across to him is at those times, like now, just keep your dribble alive, dribble through or jump, stop, and play on two feet. If you have an angle and you got it and you can play off of one foot, you know, the, the old adage was, and it still holds true, you know, if you're leaving your feet, you should be leaving your feet to shoot the basketball. Right. And there's still times, like, you know, especially when you got, I always call it the Venus flytrap, when you get deep against size, you know, now you've got into that, you know, the Venus flytrap, and now can you yep. get out of there? Well, if you jump stop, you don't take your shot out of play. When you leave your feet and you didn't go to shoot, you've eliminated the shot. So your options have been, you know, eliminated right there. Now you're a passer. That's all you are when you right. leave your feet and you have no place to go. When you jump stop, you have not eliminated the ability to shoot the ball. You can reverse pivot, shoot a little fadeaway. You can reverse pivot, step through, and kind of shoot like a little uh, underscoop layup right there. But you become a passer, too. So, like, you know, now you have options when you're on two feet. When you do it the other way, I hope you know what you're doing and, and you have the ability and the skills to make those plays because, you know, now you have to. The great ones, when you watch NBA games and you do that, you know, you see that stuff, they still fall victim to it. But the great ones, LeBron James, the Chris Paul, like that, that's, that's second nature for those guys. They, they've worked it, but they're elite. You know, they're the outliers. And so, but who do we model? You know, we model Steph Curry. We model – Chris Paul, we model LeBron James, and they have some abilities that most people don't have. When you're talking about Braden, too, <laughs> and I want to go back to a point you made about you know stepping up and, and, and taking a shot. It, you've seen defenses will play him for the pass all the way to the jump pass. And they're so right. it seems like that there becomes such a, a small margin for error, and there's, there's a lot more stuff that can go wrong. And I would agree with you. If he were to stop and pop or to look for his own a little bit more – then I think that that opens up the choice where defensively you're not just playing the pass because you've seen it over and over again on film. That's what he does. Yeah, and that's what he needs to continue to do. Like he he's going down the right path. He walked on campus with some really really good instincts. Knows how to play. Now just kind of refining some things through the college game right here and, and learning some lessons as you go. But that's true for everybody. You know, he just has the ball in his hands a lot. He has a lot of responsibility for us, but he's also earned that responsibility. So Matt Painter who joins us. It's IU and Purdue coming up on Saturday. Again, first time out in Bloomington, a win for the Hoosiers. What do you think about the way, and obviously IU played last night and lost on the road in East Lansing to Michigan State, but what do you think about the matchup part two coming up with the Hoosiers on Saturday night, Matt? Well, obviously, I think it starts with Trace Jackson Davis. Um you know, I you know he is such a you know a tough cover. He's so athletic and he's so quick. He just simply overpowered us a couple times, you know, in Bloomington. Just made a couple quick moves and then we got there and he just went through us. And so he's um, you know been great in our league, um, one of the best players in the country. So I think it starts <clears throat> you know with that matchup. Shafino was really good against us at their place. He's a very very good player, talented. You know, I know. For them, that one-two punch is what they really look for to to kind of get him going and also get Trace going. But, you know, they have a lot of good players. You know, they bring Renew off the bench, who's very, very talented, good player. You know, Race is someone who's been in our league a long time that could really defend, rebound, knows what's going on. 
you know, very good player. Galloway's improvement has really helped them. You know, he's a, a guy that plays hard. He defends. But now his offensive piece, you know, he can drive the ball and get into the paint and make plays. He's making threes. I saw in the box score. I went recruiting last night, so I haven't seen the game yet. You know, he made three threes. You know, on the road, which is very, very difficult. His improvement offensively has really helped. And Miller Cop plays very hard, competes, defends, you know, is a shot maker. So I like that balance right there with the guys that I just mentioned. I think they have a very good balance because Galloway's made that improvement shooting. Cop can knock those shots down right there. Shafino can make threes. Now when you put them with, with Trace Jackson Davis, that they're, they're really complementing each other well. They're, they're falling some, you know, victims kind of like a lot lot of different people like getting on the road they had a good start to the game yesterday and then Michigan State came back I was listening to uh, to fish on the radio when I was driving back to the airport and then they made that nice little run Michigan State did at the end of the half and then they really didn't you know they didn't get that back and that's kind of part, you know, we're in the same position when we played Maryland the other night. We're up eight with 15 minutes to go in the game. And then all of a sudden it was an, an avalanche. This wasn't quite the avalanche from just kind of looking from 10,000 feet. Yeah. But they, they, they had, to, you know, they, they had control of the game in the first half. I know there's a lot of game to be played, but that's what you want to be able to do. You want to be able to gain control on the road and keep control on the road and keep them down. Doesn't mean you can't seesaw and still win games, but the percentages are definitely up when you control the game throughout. Your team has almost a week off. Um, it, was that necessary? Do yes. you think you guys need a bit of a, a break here? Do you like well, having almost that much time? Yeah, I think everybody would take that at this time of the year. Yeah. You know, when people kind of say, well, this guy's hurt and that guy's hurt and that stuff. Everybody has people hurt. You know, it's just it's the wear and tear of the season. That's why you got to have that mental toughness to be able to fight through things and keep competing and keep playing. But you like that time off, you know, getting your guys refreshed, getting them going again, and uh, having some good practice to get ready for your next game. You dig on the uh, Tuesday night high school recruiting drives you like that especially this time of year because the the girls are playing in the high school finals so obviously the fellows are going to be playing on a tuesday or a wednesday something like that yeah it's all right you know you're you're just trying to pick some spots with with some guys that you're looking at to be able to get out i get out a lot during the season i think i like watching guys with their high school team i like watching them and seeing them interact i think it's a big piece um you know when you have guys that get there because it's hard man it's you know not everybody can be like Braden smith and fletcher lawyer and come in and start as a true freshman some guys got a red shirt some guys got to play a role for a while it's just it's very very difficult like you got to get the right pieces on your team obviously you want talent but you also want production and you want good guys that are going to blend on the team is there a vital piece that you look for just outside of athleticism talent and the basketball package there yeah winning that's what i look for you know you know you get in high school and like you know you're just more talented than people um that's one thing everybody understands that those those recruits are there but do you have winning ways about you like are you a good guy you know are you a competitor when things don't go your way how do you and the people around you you know react do you support your high school coach like you know i always say that about parents that complain about their high school coach i said i'm next you know (laughs) i'm next you're complaining about them like but they're going to be out of the equation. And then when you come here, you're going to complain about me then. So that's always, it's always interesting to hear people talk about stuff they don't see. That, that, that blows my mind when people go on Twitter and they do stuff like, hey, man, we practice every day for three hours. We start in June. Like we do all these things just because you got like an ESPN package. 
you know, doesn't make you an authority. There's a lot of things going on that you can't see behind. That's going to, you know, that's how you come to your answers. You I come to your answers through yeah. their production and practice and how they handle themselves. I, um, have you, uh, I mean, obviously being a coach, as long as you have now, have you refined that, that viewpoint of what you're looking for in a player over the years? Is that sure. ever evolving? Sure. I, I don't think your puzzle's ever complete. I think you, in, in recruiting, like you're always working towards, um, you know, getting the right answer at the right time for your program and where you're at. And it's not always, there's an inexact science to it. So like why it works for one guy might be a little bit different from the other, but you know, you can't have enough substance and you've got to find guys that have substance and guys that are about winning. Um, and, and you know, every now and then, like you can find guys that just their talents are so great and they might not have those things, but now you're going to try to bring that out of them and get them to understand that, you know, we don't become you, you know, you, you become us. That's always an old adage that, you know, coaches have said through the years. And that's what they got to understand. Like when you come in here, like we've done this for a long time, we're going to try to help you kind of get acclimated and get set for this. This isn't going to be the same. Like you're just, it's just not going to be the same going forward. Like, just you know high school to college is much different college to pros is much different you got to be able to make those adjustments and do it right away and sacrifice everybody on your team has to sacrifice you have to understand that and it's, it's not going to be rosy for everybody all right i did want to tell you a, a final couple of things i went to uh, to dinner a couple of fridays ago with don fisher you, you referenced don mm-hmm. a little bit early in the conversation we did have a a matt painter a portion of the conversation that you would have really <laughs> enjoyed you would have liked it a great deal what was it when the when the check came? Was that the one like well, you guys were looking for me? Hey, you should. I I was going. I had alligator arms, but I act like I don't, right? So I'm going. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. But I'm really not reaching for it. I'm just going. All right. Yeah. Longtime voice of the Hoosiers is going to do it. But no, seriously, we're both uh, we both like you a great deal, obviously, and love talking basketball with you. So there was a portion, a strong portion of a Matt Painter conversation at our dinner a there couple of days ago. There we go. I got you guys fooled. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Blackman's got to stop jinxing you guys on stuff here too. I mean, no have, you, have you called him to the carpet on that stuff? Yeah, we're we're just we're we're, we're just hoping he improves. We're just <laughs> hoping he works through it and gets better. Yeah. So he said it after the Penn State. That was the thing we talked yeah. about the other night. The Penn State yeah. game. He goes, you guys have been great. You've taken care of the basketball. Seven turnovers. And then right away, 17, 16, 17. And so I wish it was Blackman's fault, but it is. <laughs> I, I, but I wish it was, but it's not. It's my fault. Well, when, when I, and I was, watch, I was watching that, and you were like strangling that straw piece of paper or something. <laughs> and, yeah, said, yeah. and I'm going, yeah, you know, I wish it were yeah. your fault, but unfortunately is not. Again, Purdue hosts IU coming up on Saturday. That is game number two of this regular season with the Hoosiers and the Boilermakers. 7.30 is the tip time up at Mac Arena in West Lafayette. Always a pleasure to talk to Matt Painter on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. Keep on keeping on, and uh, I'll stay in touch, and um, we'll get back gotcha. together again sometime soon, Matt. Thanks.